Listener Production. U.S. stocks retreat overnight as investors respond to the latest comments from U.S. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. And Aussie shares are expected to open slightly lower on Thursday ahead of the release of detailed labour force data. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday, June 22. Welcome to the Comsec Morning Update. Ryan, you must be delighted. The uh, Maroons have sealed the deal and we seem to have a new dynasty when it comes to Queensland coaching on our hands. Well, it was a great night, Tom. I had a couple of Milton Mangoes, <laughs> a couple of 4Xs to celebrate the big victory. It was a bit of a thrashing in the end, wasn't it? It was an embarrassing score. It was a pantsing, in fact. Yeah. And, Commiserations uh, to your New South Wales supporters. It's well, look. You know, same old, really, for you guys, uh, isn't it's it? It's the it's the spirit of the contest that matters, Ryan. So, and uh, we're still basking in the joy of the previous day's victory with the, the cricket. And uh, we must apologise to our uh, our listener who was unexpectedly appraised of the F1 results uh, a short time ago. We won't speak about Formula One until Tuesday. Isn't it um, a given that Max Verstappen wins anyway at the moment? There are no givens in Formula One. It's not like other sports, Ryan. And speaking of highlights on a similar scale last night, Ryan, the US Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell uh, packed his lunchbox and headed off to Capitol Hill spoke in front of the House of Representative Financial Services Committee. So quite an important committee in terms of uh, what it does in the US political landscape. Strangely enough, uh, uncontroversial, I must say. The testimony was hawkish as expected, Tom. Jerome Powell said policymakers expect interest rates will need to move higher to reduce US growth, reduce that demand and also contain inflation. And of course, the main focus of his commentary was really around the magnitude of further rate hikes. And he said that two more rate hikes this year is a pretty good guess. So it's quite <laughs> candid. But of course, we knew that already because if you look at the so-called dot plots from last week, the interest rate forecast of the policymakers, that implied that there would be another 225 basis point rate hike. So he didn't really deviate from the message last week. But of course, he said that they remain data dependent as always. Which, in broad terms, is not vastly different from many of his other testimonies in recent times or indeed you know, the, the mantra that is delivered from US Fed officials. Almost a little bit of a revelation in terms of describing it as a guess because it is probably as much art as it is science when it comes to these estimates. But I think what was interesting last night, Ryan, is that uh, short and long-term interest rates were um, barely moved under these circumstances. And that's a good gauge of you know, um, whether or not there was any revelation contained in his speech. So we had a 10-year Treasury note largely unchanged at 3.73% and a two-year US Treasury uh, just slightly firmer, up by two basis points, which is almost nothing, to 4.72%. There were a couple of reasons for that. We heard from Atlanta Federal Reserve President Raphael Bostic, and he's a dove, and he came back and kind of pushed back against the Federal Reserve's commentary, really. He urged the Fed to wait longer for the impact of previous interest rate hikes to work through the economy before raising interest rates again. He more or less said he doesn't want to see any more rate hikes in 2023. At the same time, we had a very strong bond auction, the 20-year auction in the US overnight, and that did pull yields lower as well. And that's important under these circumstances to, to have a solid bond auction. That's also an indication of that conversation about 
the tail for rate hikes, you know, um, estimating that there's two left in the, in the pipeline to sort of lean into a bond auction like that under those circumstances, not a bad outcome uh, in terms of interest rates. Uh, so just quickly describing the fortunes of US stocks, we had the tech stocks, I would put it to you that this had little to do with uh, the interest rate movements and more to do with the fact that you know these chip makers have had breathtaking gains over the course of the last month and that for them to consolidate for three days the way they have is totally acceptable. The Nasdaq down 1.2%, the broader market, the S&P 500 similarly consolidating uh, with a loss of around a half of 1% and the Dow Jones down by about a third of 1%. As far as the European markets were concerned, it's important to talk about the UK inflation numbers which were released last night because that will be uh, very much seen in the context of what's going to happen tonight, Ryan. Well, absolutely. So we've got the Bank of England meeting tonight and another quarter point rate hike is expected from them. That would move the current interest rate from 4.5% to 4.75% and what would move the needle really is the inflation numbers last night, of course. We did see the headline inflation rate over the year to May at 8.7%. So it was expected to drop to 8.4%. But more importantly, core inflation, which is more the focus the, of central banks. So rose. just quickly, core, that excludes what they describe as volatile items like the things that we use every day, food and energy, and that gives central banks a more consistent measure of, uh, of where inflation is. And that rate rose to its highest level since 1992 at 7.1%. So the Bank of England is expected to raise interest rates for the 13th time in the row on the back of that. And of course, those consumer prices remain a big pressure point for consumers at the moment. And inflation in the UK is once again the fastest of any major advanced economy, Tom. So again, surprising, I think, that the markets responded the way they did. There was only a, a modest loss for the UK stock market and gilts weren't as misbehaved as they could have reasonably been under the circumstances. The, it seems to suggest that the Bank of England's done quite a good job in terms of managing expectations here. The point that I'm trying to make is that uh, under these circumstances, you could almost justify a half of 1% in terms of a hike, but the market is okay with a quarter of a percent. It appears that way, but a lot of economists are forecasting that the Bank of England will get to a peak of around 5.25%, which is broadly in line with the US Federal Reserve. Indeed. So in terms of what we might expect today, the local futures are pointing to a decline of only 0.1% of a percent, so a modest fall. For the local market, we've seen an improvement in uh, the fortunes of most commodity prices, not all overnight. The US and European benchmarks for oil were up by the most part of 2% in the case of NYMEX light sweet crude oil. Ryan, that was a pretty decent move high, wasn't it? Up $1.34. It was, and it's broadly on the back of some interesting developments in the agricultural sector. So when people think of oil, they don't typically think of agriculture, but, but certainly if you look at those biofuels, and, and certainly crop shortfalls that are occurring in the US at the moment, that is likely to increase all demand. So we have seen the corn futures price lift by 5% on Wednesday after a US government report showed that much of the US crop is being stressed by dry conditions. The El Nino is yes. obviously coming into effect and that broadly... Let's hope we don't get the opposing force here. Indeed. La Nina, which it, we are all familiar with. Really on the back of that, there's a suggestion there that biofuels demand and, and demand for oil more broadly will increase 
And of course, we had a weaker US dollar overnight as well, which also supported commodity prices. Which again, in the context of what uh, Jerome Powell said, to have the US dollar moderate, it just seems to suggest that you know everything is in order for, for the moment. So he's still got another speech to go tomorrow uh, in front of the Senate committee. So that'll be interesting to see if there's any deviation. But, you know, um, having threaded the needle on last night, it would be unlikely to see any surprises tomorrow. Unlikely, but really the focus of markets at the moment is on the fact that the US Central Bank is not quite near the end of its rate hiking cycle yet. So that, that was a real issue last night for stocks. We did see them fall on the back of the fact that that is in the distance rather than in the near term. And, and that was really impacting both the bond market and commodity markets more broadly, along with com- currencies as well. And just to highlight that uh, moderation of the US dollar. So the Aussie dollar was trading around 67.8 US cents yesterday afternoon. And uh, as we speak right now, it's actually just flirting with that 68 US cent market, 67.94%. And I was just going to point out, Tom, the Japanese yen, which is considered to be a safe haven, it's really diverging from the US dollar at the moment. And that's on the back of the fact that we have seen monetary policy in the United States and Japan going in opposite directions. The Japanese continue to be incredibly dovish and not likely to change their interest rate settings anytime soon, whereas the US is lifting their interest rates. So we're seeing a disparity between the yen and the US dollar really opening up at the moment. We don't have any tier one economic news to be released today. We have the detailed labour force data, but that's not going to be taking anyone's breath away. The Bank of England uh, will be one of the highlights in central bank land tonight. He'll be amongst several banks making an interest rate decision, including the Swiss National Bank. And uh, there'll be uh, quite a bit of economic news out in the US tonight, the, uh, the usual offering on a Thursday, including the number of people claiming unemployment benefits, Ryan. Well, indeed. So that'll be one to watch with the labour market still in focus. Jerome Powell last night said the labour market's still incredibly tight, despite the unemployment rate lifting a little bit to 3.7%. So look out for those numbers. Indeed. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. And please be sure to listen to Laura and Craig this afternoon. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.